Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. By now, you think it would be easy to find new listeners for your podcast. But it's actually anything but easy, even as podcasting approaches its 16th birthday. So maybe we're going at it all wrong. Hello and welcome to another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Podcasting and promoting seem to go hand in hand. You know, I'm a professional podcast strategist. Strategist? Help, I help people with their podcast businesses and professional service providers uh, through the, the entire stage of the process. But my, my clients still ask me, how do we actually promote this show? How do we grow listeners? Same question that people who've been podcasting for 16 years oftentimes ask themselves. And clearly, some have cracked the nut. Some have cracked the nut because when you look at download rates for the top tier podcasts, those that get all of the advertising dollars because they have the majority of the earballs, the listenership to those shows continues to grow. The acquisition of other companies by other bigger companies continues to go, podcasting companies, continues to increase. And they, those acquisitions happen because people are making a bet. Businesses are making a bet that these shows they acquire, they can grow to a size where they can monetize them in such a way to where it pays off the show, pays off the investment of the show. And it seems to be working. If we look at the download numbers, and Rob Walsh from Libsyn uh, every month gives download numbers, and it's pretty standard that the top tiers of podcasting continue to increase their average listenership month over month, where the average listenership for the rest of us is uh, unchanged, relatively speaking. So that means big shows are getting big listeners, but not so much downstairs. So why is that? Why are we seeing that grow, but not so much at the, at the lower levels? Well, there could be a lot of reasons for it, but the one I want to talk to you about today is a reality that most of the people out there who are potential podcast listeners aren't hardcore podcast listeners. They are quite passive in their podcast consumption. And I don't mean passive in that they subscribe to a bunch of shows and then wait and have them show up. I mean they're passive in that it's kind of a thing they might listen to once in a while. It's the occasional listener. But occasional doesn't keep my alliteration going with passive. They're not really hardcore into it. 
they're not the kind of people who are going to subscribe nonstop. And we all know that. We all understand that, or at least we should understand that as working podcasters. And so we should be working to find ways to attract those people. But it's hard. Now, here we are stuck inside of our own way of doing podcasting for the longest time and our deep immersion into podcasting. It's tough for us to relate to the regular folk out there who know what podcasting is, but just really aren't hardcore about it. But if you just stop back and think about the thing that you know about, that you're not into, it might change your perspective for just a moment. By way of example, uh, let's use TikTok. It's a new-ish platform that's kind of raging everywhere and lots of activity happening and people who are hardcore on TikTok are hardcore on TikTok. Musical careers are launched and I guess lost, I'm guessing, on TikTok. I have a TikTok account. I am not a big TikTok-er. I am not a person who is going to respond to much marketing to check things out on TikTok. You can use whatever you want to use for you. What are you not into? What platforms are you aware of that you're not into? Reddit? Twitter? Instagram? IGTV? YouTube? Doesn't really matter. Whatever platform you're not into that you're peripherally aware of that stuff. It almost doesn't matter how hard someone says to you, subscribe to my channel, follow me on this thing. You're not going to do it. You're, again, you are aware of that service, and you might even think that some of the content might be compelling on that service. You're aware that a lot of people do think the content's compelling, but it's not really for you. I posit to you that no amount of cajoling will get you there. What will get you there is if you continually see, continually, yeah, continually see really cool content, not just from one person, but from lots of people on that particular platform. Once a platform reaches some sort of critical mass in your awareness, you might take the plunge and suddenly get a TikTok account or YouTube or whatever it needs to be and start jumping in that medium. But the thing to remember is it's probably not one person, one TikToker, if you will, that drove you there. It's the collective overall consciousness of people who are really into that medium sharing their content. I really don't believe that there's all that much that a new TikTok creator can do to increase the overall awareness of that particular space. Simultaneously, I don't think that there's much that an individual podcaster can do to increase the overall knowledge of that space. However, that doesn't mean you should not try to do it. You're just one person. I'm just one person. Same thing for everybody else. We're all just one person, but if our collective voices get loud enough, it will be heard by the masses. So while one TikTok creator wasn't enough to do it, a million TikTok creators were enough to do it. They still haven't reached me, and that's fine, but they certainly do reach a lot of new people, and there are new installs happening every single month. It's because of that collective awareness around a platform. Granted, that's going to be a lot harder for us because podcasting isn't really a platform. It's not an app that you download. There are lots of apps you download. We've talked about this before, and that's a challenge. So if I have to put a how to do this and kind of wrap up this with a bow, you really have to go after 
everybody, which is which is a horrible advice. <laughs> let, let me rephrase the way I say that. What I mean by everybody is, look, right now, most of your podcast promotion probably is around other podcasts and podcasters. You're fishing where the fish are, and that's great. You should continue to do that. But you also need to branch out to them, branch out beyond that to people who aren't yet listening to podcasts. And make sure that your promotional information, the way you promote your show, is attractive enough to people who have seen this thing called podcasting and decided it's not really for them. You've got to find a way to do that. You've got to make sure that it's attractive to anybody who looks at this. And not only do you have to do it, your friends have to do it. I have to do it. We have to go to podcast conferences and sell this idea of talking to the masses. If there's one company that's doing a pretty good job of it already, I think it's Google. Now, I know you're freaking out. Wait, Google did something good about podcasting? Well, yeah, I think they have. I think their approach to podcast with Google Podcasts now is getting towards that direction. They're going for people who might be interested in the type of content that's available as a podcast as opposed to podcasting overall. Now, how you implement that? is really up to you and depends on who you're trying to reach. Again, outside of the podcasting world. Can you evangelize it? We all should be doing it. Can we talk about it in ways that get people interested in the content, not just the format that we've actually chosen? We all have to do that. And if we do that, eventually we'll reach some of these passive listeners, bring them into the fold of podcasting, and maybe see some growth at the bottom, not just at the top. Hey, speaking of growth, unrelated. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash podpont. Check that out right now. Type in ratethispodcast.com slash podpont, and you'll be able to rate and leave a review for this show. It's kind of cool and nifty. Also, if you found the information valuable for this show or the others, oh gosh, hundreds of episodes I've done, buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra. And if you need help making your podcasting work well for your company, it's what I do. It's what my company does at simplermedia.pro. Send me an email, evo at podcastlaunch.pro. See you tomorrow for another podcast fontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com.
If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.